Hello and welcome to Behind the Drive, the podcast for girls and guys who love Formula One. I'm your host, Courtney Ross, and I am here for you every week to bring you fun and educational content while hopefully making some new F1 friends along the way. So if you love all things formula, then I highly recommend you hit the follow button to join the community and get notified every time a new episode comes out. Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Drive. <laughs> I hope you're all having a wonderful week so far, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, or watching it. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much. <laughs> Today I want to talk about something that I've become quite curious about recently, and that is CTE. But what does CTE stand for? It stands for Chronic Traumatic encephal Encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. We're just going to go with the abbreviation CTE. <laughs> CTE is a progressive brain disease and it's been linked with repeated trauma to the head. And it's a horrible disease that has been linked with memory loss, impaired judgment, depression and even dementia. In the past, it has been associated with high-impact sports like boxing, American football, and hockey. But one researcher in neuropathology in Boston, North America, has started studying women's brains and detected CTE in ex-cheerleaders, uh, soccer players, and even cyclists. And you may have even seen the Netflix documentary about Aaron Hernandez, who was a NFL star that was discovered to have CTE after his tragic death in 2017. And I think this documentary really brought light to a condition that I had no idea about. And it got me thinking about Formula One, um, because we all know in a normal race, they're experiencing up to six Gs of force, which is six times their body weight. Um, as they're going around corners and even more so when they have high-speed crashes. For example, Max Verstappen, who experienced 51 Gs of impact in his crash in Silverstone earlier this year. And while there are braces to support their necks and heads, their brain is still moving around inside their skull. And studies show that CTE is not just caused by larger blows to the head, but also consistent smaller movements, which Formula One drivers and other motorsport professionals would be exposed to. Now, the hard thing is there hasn't been a great deal of research completed on it yet, because unfortunately, the disease can only be definitively diagnosed after death. But head injuries in motorsport have started to get some attention as we do more research and hear from drivers who have experienced concussions and repeated accidents through their careers. One of the more recent people that have come out to talk about it is NASCAR driver Dale Earnhardt Jr. And unfortunately for Dale, he is no stranger to concussions and has suffered more than a few through his career. Now, Dale was experiencing things like fogginess and mental fatigue for years uh, before also developing things like blurred vision and balance problems. And he kept this quiet for years. He didn't even tell his wife. But over the last couple of years, he's decided to open up about what he has been internalizing for so long to hopefully bring awareness about the risks in motorsport and hopefully develop better safety measures to create a safer environment for drivers. 
Dale has even gone as far as pledging to donate his brain to be studied for concussion and CTE research. Another person worth mentioning is Will Power, who some of you might know from the IndyCar series. Will had a very unfortunate incident in 2016 in St. Petersburg, Florida. It was the season opening race and it was a pretty standard weekend up until that point, but he was in a serious accident in the Friday practice session and he was evaluated and misdiagnosed as being fine. So when it came to Saturday, he was still feeling a bit off and was dealing with nausea but still amazingly went on to secure pole in qualifying. <laughs> but he still wasn't feeling very well and excused himself from the media interviews afterwards. It wasn't until Sunday morning when he was diagnosed with a mild concussion. Now, being completely honest with you, there are reports out there that say that he had an inner ear infection, which could have caused the symptoms. But either way, his concussion scare still highlighted and raised a lot of questions around the concussion protocol in the sport. Tying this all into F1, there has been no shortage of accidents that have ended in drivers suffering from a concussion. From Ralph Schumacher to Robert Kibitza, Mark Webber. One that comes to mind is Sergio Perez, who had a serious accident in Monaco in 2011 and was rushed to hospital. And this was a pretty horrific event because nobody heard any news for a couple of hours. It wasn't until a spokesman made a statement um, and described the situation as encouraging that everyone had a glimpse into how bad it possibly was. But thankfully, he didn't sustain any serious injuries, but he did have to sit out of two races and went on to say that he still felt dizzy and wasn't 100% for the first couple of races after he was cleared to, to go back driving. Not to mention the mental shock and toll that it would have had on him as well. Moving forward a few years, um, in the final days of testing in Barcelona in 2015, Fernando Alonso had a high-speed crash as well. He was flown straight to hospital as the crash knocked him out and unfortunately he suffered a concussion with loss of his temporary memory. It was reported that once he woke up he said quote I am Fernando Alonso I'm in carts and I want to be a Formula One driver end quote and thought it was the year 1995 but he later denied saying any of this. So with all of this being said, what is actually being done about concussions and CTE? We all know that there are medical professionals at each race who help the drivers after an accident and there are set protocols and procedures that they need to follow. We're also seeing a lot of ongoing development into safety and technology, for example, the accelerometers. These accelerometers are tiny, tiny little chips that are sensors and data collectors that are molded inside the driver's earpiece. And they are crucial in recording information from accidents, including head movement upon impact. In NASCAR, they perform impact tests and even have a neurosurgeon that travels with them to every race. IndyCar have also adopted a baseline neurocognitive assessment as part of their concussion protocol, along with SEAT testing after accidents. 
But realistically, similar to American football, to hockey, to any other sport that involves high or hard impact, research in the field of CTE is still in its infant stage, which puts the governing bodies in a position where they are learning as they go and are constantly implementing new things along the way. It's the reason why we've seen a stronger focus on driver fitness and muscle development over the years, like their thick necks, which of course look great, but are also a way of decreasing the risk of knocking their heads and being concussed in an accident. Or the introduction of the hand system or head and neck support system, as it's also known as, which are custom made for each driver and are connected to their helmet to reduce movement and force load. The brain is so fragile and we know that race drivers, whether self-motivated or under pressure, whether that be financially or otherwise, will always basically go to any length to keep racing. And going back to Dale Earnhardt Jr., he has confessed to hiding his symptoms for a very long time. So until more brains are donated to science, or we find better ways of testing for CTE. It's so important that the FIA look at people like Dale Earnhardt Jr., like Will Power, and any others that have experienced concussions in their career, and work with the teams and the drivers to continue to evolve and be innovative to further prevent and minimize concussions and CTE in the sport. But for some fans, the best part of Formula One as a sport is seeing those wheel-to-wheel battles and the risk of danger that it brings. And I know F1 has received a lot of negative scrutiny over being too cautious, but motorsport is so different to any other sport in terms of the immediate risk of serious injury or even death every time a driver gets in their car. I mean they literally wear a fireproof suit. (laughs) But I'd love to get your opinion on the topic. Um, Do you think CTE gets enough attention in Formula One or do you think there should be a bigger focus on concussion prevention and management? If you're watching this on YouTube and enjoyed the video, please give it a like and comment down below if there's any other topics that you would like me to cover in an upcoming video. Don't forget to also subscribe to be part of the F1 fam and follow the show if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whatever platform that you're using. I'll also quickly plug that you can follow me on Instagram at Behind the Drive Podcast where I post, post, I post updates, (laughs) post updates. about F1 and episodes and all that good stuff. And yeah, I will catch you in my next video. Bye.